Today, I am officially declaring a national emergency. Thick smoke and fierce flames cover canyons in Southern California. We've won with the most votes ever cast on presidential ticket. We have now vaccinated 63% of the country and over 72% of those 40 and older are vaccinated. Welcome to the Windward Weekly. Today, we are broadcasting our final podcast of the season. It's been quite the year. Lots of ups and downs, so we wanted to take this episode as an opportunity to look back on this past year and talk about some of the things to look forward to. But first, let's take a look at what's been happening in the news this week. Let's get started with some global news. After a contested election in Belarus in 2020, tensions continue to rise. Lukashenko, the current president, continues to oppress and silence opposition to his administration. Most recently, an international flight going from Greece to Lithuania was forced to land in Minsk by the Belarusian government. Opposition journalist Roman Protasevich was taken from a flight and arrested by Belarusian authorities. Causing a lot of criticism by the European Union and international community, though Russia has continued to be silent about Lukashenko's authoritative leadership tactics. Israel and Palestine have reached a ceasefire agreement that continues to hold. Yair Lapid and Naftali Bennett combined opposite forces and led the efforts in making a coalition to end Benjamin Netanyahu's 15-year rule as Prime Minister of Israel. The more conservative Bennett will lead the country for the first two years, followed by a direct transition to the centrist Yair Lapid. Another global headline is that Nigeria banned Twitter because the platform deleted a tweet by their president, Mohamedou Bahari. Now we're going to go on to governmental news. There's been a debate in the House of Representatives about masks and unvaccinated people. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has made it mandatory to continue to wear masks while in session due to certain members of the House refusing to get the vaccine. As a result, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia made a controversial comparison between wearing masks and Jews having to wear the Star of David during World War II. President Biden is set to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin in Geneva on June 16th. That will be the first time they will meet in person since Biden came to office. People are anticipating discussion about Alexei Navalny and the recent cyber attacks conducted by Russian hackers. The overall goal is to create a stable and predictable relationship. Based on President Biden's harsh criticism of Putin, this meeting will be very interesting to follow. Following the 2020 election, political debate has emerged over voting rights and protocol within states such as Texas. President Biden has put Vice President Harris in charge of protecting voting rights. Federal Judge Roger Bennett overturned a ban on assault weapons in California. This ban began in 1989. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said that this is, quote, a threat to public safety and the lives of innocent Californians. The Biden administration is going to evaluate the policies that the Trump administration put in place in terms of endangered and threatened species. However, this could take a long time. The Trump administration weakened the protection of habitats and weakened protection of specific species of animals. Now let's get into some economic headlines. Worries of inflation begin to form as prices continue to rise for things like cars, poultry, wood, and building materials, while shortages for computer chips from Asia ripple through many industries. The housing market is settling numerous all-time records, including record lows for the amount of houses available. The average time for houses on the market is at a record low, meaning houses are selling for way faster than ever before, and prices are at a record high. Cryptocurrency also crashed last week, which was sort of a reality check for investors, but it is slowly coming back up. 
and the U.S. economy is at a crossroads in recovering from the pandemic, with the decision of continuing to rebound at the current rate risking inflation, or should we raise interest rates to prevent inflation? There's also been recent progress of 559,000 jobs added in May. Now let's get into COVID headlines. With vaccines readily available for anyone over 12 years old, President Biden has made a goal to have 70% of United States adults to have the vaccine by July 4th. At this point, the greatest hurdle in getting to this number is convincing a large portion of the population that has shown resistance to getting vaccinated. Some of the perks of getting vaccinated go from getting a free burger to entering the lottery for a million dollars. Moderna claims that their vaccine is effective for 12 to 17-year-olds, which is great for people like us who want to go back to school and do normal activities again, along with Pfizer. For some super exciting news, California is set to fully reopen on June 15th. So that means concerts, amusement parks, movie theaters, and restaurants will be fully open with some mass restrictions for unvaccinated people. However, there is no green pass system like we talked about in the third episode. It is mainly an honesty policy. The New York public school system is the second biggest school district in the U.S., and they announced that next year, all classes will be held in person. A big part of this decision was because online learning, in some cases, created an inequality gap because some people don't have access to computers or a quiet place to learn. Can you believe it's been over a year since we started online school? Which brings us to our topic of today, looking back at the past year and a half. Let's take a look at some of the big events that unfolded over the last year. Lexi, can you remember where you were when you found out about having to go into quarantine? <laughs> yeah, I remember all the teachers were in um, the theater and we were all listening in on the conversation. And soon enough, we realized that we'd be doing online school for a little bit, but we didn't know how long. We thought it was going to be like a week and they said that it was going to be up until the next break. And then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember they were giving us our English books for the rest of the year, and then I realized it was actually going to be a long-term thing, but I had no idea that it would be this long. And then they canceled our Washington, D.C. trip, so we started to see it actually progressing into something that was real. So the virus was first detected in December of 2019 in Wuhan, China, and the U.S. confirmed its first case on January 21st. Shortly after that, the World Health Organization issued a global health emergency, and that was brought on because they had proven that it was a human-to-human transmission, and it spreads very quickly. By then, it was already in Germany, Japan, Vietnam, the U.S., and Taiwan. And then in February, countries started to limit air travel from outside countries. So we can definitely see the progression of how the virus and how governments and companies began to take action. COVID has affected the entire world and has changed how everyone looks at life now. So then in March, places were starting to issue stay-at-home orders, and California was actually the first state to issue one in the U.S. People started to argue about the severity of restrictions and the origins of the virus and whether or not it was a malicious attack or a naturally occurring phenomenon that got out of hand. On March 11, 2020, the stock market dropped, the worst since 1987 because of the pandemic and how a bunch of stories began to close and the whole world was on stay-at-home orders. It even got to a point where the market dropped so quickly that trading was closed. And then on April 9th, 2020, New York had more coronavirus cases than any single country in the whole world. Around the same time, after a very crowded presidential race, Senator Bernie Sanders was the final Democrat to drop out, making President Biden the Democratic nominee. And to top it off, in May, murder hornets were detected in the U.S. I remember thinking, now we have to deal with murder hornets on top of everything else. <laughs> yeah. 
And then on May 27th, the U.S. reached 100,000 deaths from the coronavirus. By the summer of 2020, we experienced the second wave of infections, and scientists cited airborne transmission being the primary means of infection. That's when we started to wear masks. And then there was a revolutionary development that changed the course of the pandemic, the COVID vaccine. By the middle of the summer, numerous vaccines were going into trial and showing promise. There were two approved vaccines, Moderna and Pfizer. By early 2021, the U.S. was beginning a large-scale vaccine administration. Yeah, it was crazy going from not being able to go anywhere, but people started to get the vaccine. First my parents, then our family friends, then us because the vaccine got approved for kids. Yes, and now after all that, California is planning on reopening on June 15th, like we said before, which is super exciting. I can't believe it's been over a year in quarantine. It's absolutely crazy. All the while the pandemic was happening, some other major events happened too. People became increasingly more divided during this pandemic in terms of their beliefs on certain issues, like how the pandemic was happening, political issues, and racial inequality. On May 25, 2020, George Floyd was tragically killed by Minnesota police officer Derek Chauvin. His death opened the door for a resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement with protests across America and even in cities around the world. In response to the civil unrest triggered by the Black Lives Matter movement, former President Trump called protesters thugs on May 29th and said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, further escalating the tension between protesters and law enforcement. On August 11th, Biden announced that Kamala Harris was going to be his running mate, which was then followed by a very heated and controversial election, ending with Joe Biden becoming the 46th president of the United States, Kamala Harris becoming the 49th vice president of the United States, and the first woman. Following these election results, former President Trump was impeached for the second time as a result of him continuing to spread aggressive remarks about the outcomes of the elections, resulting in him getting banned from numerous social media platforms on January 6th, the most violent attack on the U.S. Capitol occurred directly following former President Trump's comments about the results of the election. Between the Black Lives Matter movement and the pandemic, the political divide in America reached an all-time high. Anti-Asian rhetoric fueled by theories from the origin of COVID sparked violence against Asian Americans across the United States. Intolerance in general has seen a rise over the last year. Most recently, there has been an increase in anti-Semitism across the U.S. and the world. Despite a rise in hate crimes across the U.S., the Black Lives Matter movement has made progress and the Biden administration would place a number of measures to help end racial inequality and combat these hate crimes. So that was the year in Rewind looking at the major political, social, and economic events that happened. Here are a few notable things that also happened in the past year. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away in September, and the nation mourned the loss of one of the most honorable Supreme Court justices. Kobe and Gigi Bryant tragically passed away in a helicopter accident, along with seven other people. The sports world lost an influential icon. On February 1st, Myanmar's military staged a coup to overthrow the leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, and the situation has continued to progress in the months after. Natural disasters swept over the U.S. and the world, including the Texas storm, the California wildfires, Hurricane Iota in Honduras, and the Australia brush fires. Moving forward, the Biden administration is pushing back climate change by using clean and renewable energy and reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And now, here we are heading into the summer. 2020 and 2021 have brought challenges many of us thought we would never deal with in our lives. Of course, we could not get to every event that has happened over the past year or so, but just thinking about all that has happened is crazy. 
Yes, we are so grateful that we are beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of the pandemic. We are seeing COVID deaths dropping dramatically every day, and more people than ever have a voice and are using it to stand up to fight for their beliefs. I'm so happy we did this podcast together, Lexi. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to what we are going to talk about and accomplish next year. Next year, there'll be plenty to catch up on, including the Olympics, the outcome of Biden and Putin's upcoming meetings, and how we will transition back to life before the pandemic. Thank you guys so much for listening to this season of the podcast with us. This will be our last episode until the fall of next year. This is the Windward Weekly. Stay safe and remember to stay informed.